It's been a full minute. Oh, snap. We're just jibber-jabbing. Been back for a minute. So, we're here against all odds. Christian Diaz, what just happened to you, sir? Yeah, I tried to come over. Found out my catalytic converter was stolen. Wow. So, you were parked on the street in front of your house? Yeah, and I I was actually going to go move my car so I can bring in my espresso bar that we could work on it here uh the top layer and start that thing up <laughs> would it did it sound like a loud rattling or just like a car without a muffler a car without a muffler yeah yeah it's just super loud super and you loud. can smell the exhaust immediately yeah so you, and you knew because it happened to you two months ago <laughs> yeah in another car <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but we're good we got here we got here we're we got here the espresso bar tra- transferred here so. yeah yeah. I was in the. I didn't even set up. I was like, "There's no way he's gonna get here on time." We were literally talking about it. I'm like, "Cause I have to teach today," and uh, I'm like, "Well, if he somehow gets here next 30 minutes, and like two minutes later, I see a car. I'm like, that's not like a Pathfinder. I'm like Christian <laughs> arrived. <Rain or> shine, <laughs> hell or high water. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Richard, fellow coffee drinker. Yes, got me a ride here. Nice. Coming through in the clutch. Bought yep. the espresso bar. So here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. What are we talking about today? I guess today may be relatively short as a setup to kind of an experiment that we talked about last time that we want to do. Uh, we brought up that roaster. I think it's Canvas. I think. Canvas? Canva? Canva. Oh, no, no, Canva's the app. Canva. It's Canva's Canvas. the app. Canvas. Canvas. Uh, the roaster who talked about how that specific coffee that we wanted to order he, he recommended, no, do it this way. I think it was a Chemex or do it as a V60. We want it as a Chemex, something like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of spurred the idea of like, is there that much of a difference? They're both pour over methods. Right. But to him, there must be. So I think it would be kind of cool to experiment with our coffees, what different flavor profiles you could yield with the different methods, whether it's immersion. We still have the Clever Dripper, which we haven't really used that that often. Or cracked the coat on, to be honest with you. Right, exactly. It kind of was a, a ninja coffee, as we refer to it. It just, you sip it, it's gone. Right. Like a ninja. <laughs> what coffees did you try in the Dripper? In the Dripper? Oh, man. that It's been a while, probably last summer. Um, it, was probably, it was probably our older lineup, you know. We had some good coffees, though. Yeah, we had I I remember doing I think I had a lot of the Colombia Acevedo. So mm. and you know, I, I would say Acevedo. none of our coffees <laughs> none of our coffees <laughs> like acted like ninjas in any other brew method. Yeah. But for some reason the clever every time we brewed it in multiple, you know, recipes for brew, it like hits your tongue, like you said, Jimmy, it just disappears like yeah. a ninja. It's vanished. It vanishes. Which is surprising because the whole thing with the immersion, immersion is that you should be able to extract it every time pretty yeah. consistently. Yeah. I was thinking the Clever would produce something like a French press in terms of, you know, bold, thick flavor. Right. You know, bolder than a pour over. But then the you have the paper filter to clean it up. You know, no one likes slushy grinds. No, sir. No. So, but it, it didn't do that. So I'm 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 willing to try it out more, crack the code. I've seen a lot of other people 
do it online and yeah i don't know unless they're doing like really weird stuff or like outlandish things that shouldn't be a part of your morning routine <laughs> have you had any surprising experiences where coffee tasted drastically different in one brew method as compared to another drastically different or do you feel do you find that it's pretty consistent most of the time it's pretty consistent it's more of like how intense do you want that flavor mm. i i will say i i did have a bali blue moon before we started roasting bali blue moon it was from another roaster in richmond i made it in a mocha pot and i could i felt like i was drinking wood wow. in a good way whereas i made it with a pour over a few times before it and mm. i was like it's okay it's it's not bad yeah i'm not getting this you know cedar note that they're putting on their bag so they use cedar as a description i believe so yeah okay Elevation. Um, so they got me interested into bali yeah and roasting it but yeah i i didn't i didn't get that note though or really like hit me until i made a mocha pot out of it yeah okay so maybe it would be interesting in this podcast next one you were just talking about this before right we started recording is that maybe next time the, the upcoming episode it can be a little bit more show tell taste yeah something like something of that nature like two immersion methods french press clever maybe two pour over methods right or three pour over methods all the same coffee we have bali and harmony i think that'd be great right and it'll be more it'll be as much exploration yeah as explanation yeah i wasn't trying to be <laughs> clever but i like there it. it is uh, and that title. we can, yeah, we can, yeah, <laughs> we can uh, taste it, yeah, as we're presenting it and yeah. just see where it leads us. Are there major differences? Are there not? But I would say that our okay. How would you say that the way that we enjoy tasting is maybe a little bit different from the norm? Slash. Okay, when you see flavors, uh, flavor notes on a bag. What do you think is the best way to take that from the intangible kind of, uh, what is the word for it? You know, kind of floofiness mm -hmm. to something that is actually helpful and experiential. Yeah, because there have been many notes that I think we've all seen kind of gave us an eye roll reaction. Yeah. You know, whether it be this tastes like a drink or this tastes like, you know, a cereal or this tastes like... And you're like, okay, I guess. Um, but to an even an everyday coffee drinker who classifies themselves as not a, you know, like, oh, I don't pay attention to that many notes. There's distinguishing factors, and we just kind of want to steer people that way. So one of the things that we've done is at least nail down what bod body is considered. Kind of mouthfeel. When somebody's like, I like a full-bodied coffee. I think oftentimes consumers think that means it's going to taste darker and that it has nothing to do with it, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, the best example I was told a long time ago and it kind of stuck with me is like the weight of milk. You know, when you have a full fat milk versus a skim milk. Mm -hmm. They're both milk, but one definitely feels more fuller. Uh, and that's not going to yield, that's not going to be yielding towards like a darker roast per se. You could have light roasted, but just a full bodied kind of coffee. Uh, so that's a, a baseline metric that we use and we try to educate consumers on another one is exploring the different varieties when somebody says nutty for example you can say it's nutty 
and we all know, I mean, there's so many different nuts you could taste. A right, walnut yeah. does not taste the same as a peanut by any means. Yeah. Um, so how do we dial that in? And something that we do is kind of like a confirmation taste. Instead of sitting there and pondering, what does this taste like? What does it taste like? Which you start, you could you could confirm it with, I think I'm getting walnuts. Eat a walnut, take a sip. And when you have that kind of, you know, harmonious taste with it uh it's great like i think one of the one of the things we talked described with los hermanos was the uh brown sugar on the walnut it's like i'm getting kind of that that aroma yeah burnt ish burnt brown sugar in a good way not you know overly sweet that's why we use brown sugar and the walnut so you put brown sugar on a walnut we tasted it and it's like oh that's perfect yeah and then the orange juice thing that was completely kind of out of left field it just had this like yeah, interesting yeah. taste. It's not the same when you say something citrus. Orange juice does not taste the same as grapefruit juice. Right. Oh, both sure. citrus, right? Uh, so trying to steer that in. And a lot of it is just confirmation of what you're kind of tasting. Even uh, the experience of with uh, Harmony Blend. Grape jelly. Why do we say grape jelly? Well, we tried it with strawberry jelly. It kind of worked. It's just not like that yeah. perfect pair. Yeah. So... So out of the coffees that we've had, I, I would say that the most interesting pairings that we, where we really dialed it in. Yeah. And we've done the try this, this, and this with this coffee and gotten very particular with it. I think Los Hermanos is the first one that we really did it with. Yeah. Where, as you said, we had the walnut, the brown sugar, followed by the orange juice. And then this, the second one is our harmony blend which will be dropping well i think we're, we'll start selling it yes yeah, stickers will be here next week yeah so i think next christian week. might roast monday and my stickers by tuesday cool so the date that date would be february 25th okay 26th yeah um so that everybody listening can taste it for themselves but that is where the peanut butter and jelly came in yeah and we've actually been doing that for lunch peanut butter and jelly <laughs> with harmony blend it's crazy um <laughs> when you mix it with the, the peanut butter and the jelly at the same time it doesn't really matter too okay grape is the perfect match yes but i would say regardless of what jelly you have right. you're going to enjoy it yes because you just have the two main elements mm-hmm. that are with or that are in that blend there's an ethiopia coffee in that blend as well as the Columbia. Mm-hmm. The peanut butter is perfect for the Columbia, and that's a big main flavor. So as long you ha- as you have that, you are dialed in. You should be able to taste it pretty well. And then the jelly is more the fruitiness that comes from the Ethiopia. And so grape is the specific one, like the perfect match. Right. But as long as you have something that's fruity, yeah, you should yeah. be able to get something out of it. Yeah. And the best way I have of describing it is that you just, you take a bite of your peanut butter and jelly and you drink the coffee and it just melts and it just feels right. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah, it it just feels feels right. right. It's crazy. Uh, So we've done that a number of times, but those two, I would say, out of our lineup have been the best examples of a more experiential way to taste the tasting notes. Yeah. Because I think even in my own experience, a lot of times when i see something on the label i don't always expect honestly to taste what they're saying it will taste like it more just gives me a broad example 
or a, a rough wheelhouse of if I see grapefruit on there, that's going to mean something than if I see, as you said, like nuttiness. Right. Right. So sometimes they're very particular, but I, I always took it to be a general a genre almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, caramel chocolate. Okay. It's kind of a dark, bold roast. Mm-hmm. Nuttiness. Okay. It's a, you know, a South American coffee. Yeah really intensely fruity or citrusy okay it's probably going to be an more like an african light roast yeah um but in terms of actually being able i think everybody has the ability to taste these flavors right it doesn't matter if if you consider yourself again not a uh we always use michael's dad as an example of he's like <laughs> oh that's for you guys you're fancy guys right. you taste all those notes uh, like i'll try it. i think anybody has the ability yes. to taste this and he's come around right uh peanut butter and jelly and harmony yeah right it's been a great great jam we've had coffees that had a it said on the bag peach snapple yeah oh yeah i remember that Just, i mean that's I mean, that's like genre <laughs> peach and then i mean peach snapple yeah but that's like they got super goofy with all their yeah all of their descriptions i mean yeah. they were just absurdly specific right um <laughs> and I, how 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 you know not to get into this whole uh psychological aspect of it but there's the power of suggestion is real yes so you're like oh peach snapple i wonder how much that's going to lead to your taste of like i guess kind of i'm getting peach snapple because just your brain's thinking about it right i don't yeah. know yeah I taste it. It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> nope, no peach snapple whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that for as many of our coffees as possible. Yeah. Sometimes it's hit us over the head. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh man, like, uh, another really peanut buttery one was the Guatemala that we had mm-hmm. last year. Yes. Early oh, last year. Yeah. When you yeah. smelled it and you're like, Oh yes. Even when you smelled it, it was peanut buttery. Right. Um, there are a few other examples. Most of the time, not quite that obvious. They do have something. It might just be harder to pin down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point being that the best way to truly experience the notes is to pair it with the actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be trying to do more of that where applicable. Yeah. And I think part of that is more just be on our part is just being intentional about it. Yeah. We are also open and excited to hear if anybody whether you taste one of our coffees and you get an idea and you pair it and it's perfect or if it's just totally random you just happen to be drinking the coffee with something else and it works yeah to hear what everybody else is experiencing Mm -hmm. but it can be such a useful and fun tool to experience coffee in a more specific way but it takes it out of the theoretical because I, i think Sometimes the flavor notes can just be so out there that people just, they don't even feel like they can relate right. to it. And I would fall into that camp sometimes. To the extreme where you're like, I, I I don't, you know. Yeah, whatever. Right. I don't even know. Yeah, like seriously, whatever. And you don't always have to be, in order to enjoy coffee, I don't think you always have to be super, t- you know, tuned into the notes and this, that, right. and the other. A lot of it is just, do you like it or do you not like it? Right. That's totally more than enough. Yeah. And as you try more coffees, or maybe you don't try more coffees, maybe you just know what you like and you just stay with that. That's totally yeah. cool. Um, but I think the the more coffees you try, it's like the more data points you have. Yeah. And then you are able to 
start comparing coffees to you know other coffees that you've had yeah and so a lot of it is is uh they have character based on contrast with other coffees right right it's all about context yes if if you're if you're new to the coffee thing or at least new to the quote-unquote third wave coffee thing yeah then a lot of I, I think that most people you wouldn't expect to just come out and start tasting all these super nuanced things and that's totally fine some people have that ability um but i would say most people don't right i mean i don't think any of the three of us are flavor savants or anything like that no i mean this has been all of us multiple years of drinking coffee to then even mediocre coffee you know at least i know both of our experience we talked about that last podcast mm-hmm. yeah of going mm-hmm. through like just meh coffee for a long time before finally seeking and learning how to seek after better quality better tasting coffee and kind of to your point you like what you like yeah if if you like that coffee great we want to kind of teach you how to get the best out of that and even at the farmer's market, you're usually running pour over station when we're serving. Uh, I've heard a couple of times, I'm the espresso machine, so I, I kind of hear a little bit what's going on. And I've heard a couple of people walk up and they're just like, oh, I just want black coffee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, either Christian or Christian will be like, oh, well, and they're like, I just, I just like black coffee. They just don't know, yep. you know? <laughs> and yep. not to feel embarrassed by that. It's like, okay, well, yeah. th- there's got, you have to have. There's some frame of reference. There has to be. Like, right. Let's let's go through the most like vague. Like, do you like dark? And then again, I think a lot of people equate like I want the most caffeine. You know? Yeah, so we got the, that question last. Give week. me the strongest thing you've got. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Well, here's four shots of espresso. I guess like, that's the strongest <laughs> thing you're gonna have. Right. But you know, it's just kind of this. Uh, I think some people are like, oh, that's just you know, just give me my black coffee. Right. But there's ways to experience that coffee different than you have in the past yeah and learning how to do that and how to bring it out and people to do this at home i think a lot of times with tasty notes you're like how am i gonna i don't know what that what that is or uh you, you said it's kind of that that tangible like the intangible i don't i don't know i don't know how to grab this how do you bring it into the reality so i'm excited for next week podcast to like dive in and actually because that's something that we don't even know i don't know at least is there really a difference in chemex and v6d that'd be cool to find out right you know, and unless, you, unless you try, you don't know. Right. And when you're talking about brew method, then you're adding another layer. You're right. not changing the coffee at all. Right. You're just changing how the coffee is ex- expressed. Right. I suppose by either filtering more of it out or leaving it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think of Morningstar. We had this confirm the confirmation last uh, farmer's market. We always knew Morningstar was supposed to be a morning bright cup of coffee. That's why we, we kind of established it as Morningstar. And and you can taste that when you do a pour over, but doing it as a shot of espresso, like that was, you know, you need to put sunglasses in your mouth. It was just yes. bright, like that bright, <laughs> bright jolt of okay, espresso. So, so last week at the end of the farmer's market, we ran out of our normal espresso blend, Plum yeah. Stone. So we pulled the last maybe 10 drinks with Morningstar because that's literally all we had. Yeah. So we had to dial it in really quick, which was... You don't realize how, yeah, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah. You don't realize how much is on autopilot until something is not on autopilot. And you're yeah. Like, Crap. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Because it's just one extra variable that you're totally worried about. Um, anyways, so we dialed it in, we pulled it, and you said something about grapefruit, which is totally true on the finish. It's yeah. like very zingy. Yeah. Hard to use a word. It's oh, not a yeah. word. Um, okay. What was pretty cool, though, is when I was working on the 
Harmony Blend sticker. I have all of them in one file. So every time I design a new sticker, I'm looking at the other ones. And Morningstar actually says Citrus Finish. Finish. Ah. So it's like, that's really cool. There we go. But that might be a good candidate for trying with maybe grapefruit juice. Great boot Snapple. Snapple. Yeah, we should try that. Um, because obviously it was there. Yeah. And we tasted it and we put it on the sticker. Right. But I don't know that we've ever explicitly tried it with Morningstar. No, we haven't. To, yeah, to, I don't to think it, it tasted that citrusy. Mm-hmm. Until we did it as an espresso. Oh, that's a good point yeah. as well. Because yeah. we we probably did it mostly uh, pour over. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we didn't when we first uh, put Morningstar together, we didn't have the espresso machine. No. To try it on. Yeah. Was this a first? Oh no, you had tried Morningstar's espresso. No. Uh, Titus in Singapore did. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, our, bean, our beans made it to Singapore. Wow. And yeah, he was uh, sharing his post on our Instagram. Yeah, and tagging us, and I saw he was pulling Morningstar on his, on his espresso machine. Okay, and drinking shots. Very cool. He really enjoyed it. So, yeah, after I saw that, and then he was able to get another bag. He was, I don't know. It just was like, man, we gotta do this as espresso. We need to yeah. try. It. It's yeah, it's worth trying. You yeah, know? yeah, man, I love that because that to me just proves. We had a conversation about this. Uh, I think earlier today, talking about questioning all the established concepts and things because if you were to ask me if we had all of our coffee lined up or at least the options morning star would be near the bottom of what i would think to do a special out of mm-hmm. just all of the concepts of mm-hmm. like yeah. no and you know just i kind of have that, that prejudgment of like no that can't be that's not espresso right. just based on all the information that you garnered over the years of people saying well this is what espresso should be this is what things should be now as soon as you question that try it you're like whoa there's a whole new world here yeah yeah okay here's an interesting question well first of all let's define the difference between roast level and body okay because right because on some of our stickers i well actually i've tried to indicate the roast level with the color Mm -hmm. on the bag of the half circle so i try not to put the roast level in the description because then it's kind of like two things saying the same thing yeah so most of the time the the colors on the bag indicates roast level and then we'll say like light body for example the last ethiopia that we had light body which is pretty typical of ethiopia's and then we have some um, medium bodies and i'm trying to think if we have any full bodies i don't know if bali is labeled as full bodied i don't remember think it I don't know if it is labeled as it, but we always say it is. Right. So the next sticker lineup, we should probably do that. <laughs> yeah, just to be consistent. Yeah, because I think is even when people ask us, that's our go-to of like, oh, I want a full-bodied. And even we had somebody that we shipped it out to uh, Chicago, uh, a friend of both Michael and I from Arizona, got to try Bali, and yeah, he was giving us some pretty awesome notes on it. He was. Uh, as well as being full-bodied. Right. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Nice. So... All that being said, finally getting to my question here, you, you kind of alluded to it a, a few minutes ago, but what is the difference between body and roast level? Mm. And sub question to that question, is there any correlation between roast level and body, full body, medium body, light body? Do you have any thoughts on that? Hmm. Okay. I'm going to be guessing 
honestly yeah. on the sub question. Okay. Because I don't have quantifiable tests to sure. base that off. I'm guessing if I were to guess, I think no. I personally think no. You don't think there's a correlation. I don't think there's a correlation between the body and the and the roast level. So you could have a dark roast that's light body. Light bodied. You could also have a light roast that is heavy like full body. And the only thing that I'm basing that off of is some of the super dark um coffees that I've had, French roast, Italian roasts, I think Star Wars the Yukon blends, feeling kind of watery in comparison to like even our Bali, which is roasted way below what they were considered even medium roast. Mm-hmm. So that's the one data point I guess we we could use for that answer. Uh but it'll be interesting to test. Yeah. We should do a pour over of Cornerstone and test in comparison with Bali because Cornerstone itself is roasted 30 degrees darker, 20 degrees darker, and longer, I think. 30 degrees. 30 degrees. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see. Uh, and we have actually might be cracking into our new Brazil. That could be a test because we have the new Brazil that we have to profile anyway. Yeah. See the same exact bean, 30 degree difference. Is that going to affect the bodiness? I don't think it would, though. Okay. Personally, but it may. Yeah. And the main question was the main question difference. Yeah, the difference between roast level, yeah, light roast, dark roast, as compared to body. Yeah, you kind of already talked about this, but just to reiterate the difference, you got so the roaster of the man, Christian Diaz, <laughs> on the roast level. <laughs> well, uh, just quickly back to body. Body has to do with mouthfeel, right? Right. When you're yeah. drinking it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're drinking Bali right now. Yeah. So yeah, just to reiterate, it's like how how much does it linger on your tongue? Does it taste like milk or does it taste like water? Or not taste, but how does it feel thick. in your mouth? Yeah. But not like a not like a thick slurry, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to describe. Just yeah. try, if you're listening, get a whole milk and get skim milk. You know, exactly. It's not like full, uh, whole milk is clumpy or anything like that. It's just, it's just a little bit heavier. Yeah. Okay, then maybe you can talk about roast level. We've already kind of talked about this, but... Yeah, I think roast level is definitely going to be different from body. I mean, if body is referring to mouthfeel, um, like the weight of it. Yeah. You know, in your tongue. Yeah. Um, roast level is like, what color is the bean? <laughs> what temperature did you roast it to? Right. How did you get there? Um, yeah. I mean, if you roast... Yeah, I think if you over roast a bean really slow, you can get flat coffee, but then maybe that would affect mouthfeel. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if that would affect mouthfeel or just like the notes, the tasting yeah. notes. Um, but one thing I was thinking too is, is not only how it feels like in terms of weight on your tongue, but how's it, how it goes down. Mm. Yeah. You know, I would say Bali is full body, but it's also one of our smoothest coffees. It is like I, and I say this because we're like, it's weightier but at the same time it's smooth like like fuji water silky smooth fuji water fuji mm. water so mm. sorry smooth. fiji water oh food fiji fiji oh yeah fiji fuji, <laughs> fuji's a camera fuji <laughs> apples oh fuji apples fuji apples or is it fiji, fuji apples? cameras <laughs> <laughs> anyways i don't know because it's really smooth and then you've had other coffees that are like dry yeah you know it leaves you leaves you thirsty actually Okay, so here's an interesting segue that I was going to bring up, but you just, thank you for setting me up there. Um, 
for any wine drinkers, even casual wine drinkers, you have kind of dessert wines, yep. which are very juicy and sweet. Again, talking about a mouthfeel thing. Then you have other dry wines, which it's kind of that leave you thirsty, leave your, it's, they're called dry wines because they, li- they literally leave your mouth feeling dry. Right. Do you think that there is a correlation between that phenomenon in wine to the same phenomenon in coffee? And would that be called body as we're describing it? Or is that something different? I don't know. Because what's interesting about wine is you and I have been doing a little bit more wine tastings just because we're trying to get more, you know, it's just like coffee. You want to explore the grape. You could have uh, a grape grown in different regions. It's the same exact type of grape, but just grown differently, taste differently. Um, So in tasting that, I guess you could label it as body, but... It is weird that the same grape could yield a different feel just based on the region. Mm. So I guess the same thing with coffee being Arabica, being the primary bean, but just grown in different regions has a has an effect. So that might be the main contributor possibly. Right. I'm sure the bean itself has to as well, but even, okay, Colombia, perfect example. All these Colombian beans, all the Arabica, all the ones that we're buying are in the same kind of range and elevation even, mm-hmm. but still just different regions. And we all know there's there's different taste profiles to every single one of those. Yeah. yeah. Your Supremo tastes different than the Acevedo. The Acevedo even tastes different than, you know. Uh, the honey process. The honey process of Ponte, yeah. Yeah. So. I find that perhaps citrus flavor in coffee w- might be akin to what you would call dry in wine. Yeah. Again, it's kind of zingy, yeah, rather than smooth. Like Bali doesn't have. I wouldn't say. Would you, would you call the what would you categorize the finish of Bali as? Is it more berryish or citrus? I think it's neither. I don't know. It's kind of hard to define. I, it is hard to define because now that it's cool. Yeah, I finished a lot. Oh, there's one more drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, it has a sweetness to it, but the sweetness I don't think is coming from. A place of a berry it's it's like a like a sweet tree yeah <laughs> i'm still leaning towards wood yeah but i don't know like a yeah. sweet tree right. i guess right. <laughs> did you ever think that a tree could be tasty yeah not until i honestly have written off in most indonesians and i thought you know bali was going to be gimmicky and then we tasted it and i was like wow yeah, I mean, we we're Paul mentioned this in his text or email or whatever, but I think a lot of times the way Indonesian coffees are roasted doesn't necessarily put them on their best foot. Yeah. Granted, I'm sure there are Indonesian coffees that are just not high quality. Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't matter how you roast them. They just wouldn't be that great. Right. They're, they wouldn't be that interesting. But I think if there's an assumption that you always roast Indonesians dark, right? then you would never experience anything else. Yeah, Christian, he literally sent a message to thank you for not roasting this Indonesian to an oblivion. Well, he said that? Yes, because I think most people do. They just roast Indonesians. Like, all right, let's take it past, you know, full city plus two. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> full city plus yeah, two. Yeah, full city plus two. Well, because I feel like the name, you know, Java mm-hmm. being in Indonesia. Right. And Java has been kind of become a word for coffee, yeah. slang. When you think of grab a cup of Java, I almost think of like, prototypical dark cup of coffee yeah, so it is almost by definition dark yeah yeah very dark right so 
to roast it a little bit lighter is completely different. Yeah. Okay. So maybe because we were talking, you were talking about how Bali is very smooth. So I was just trying to make that comparison of okay, if it's not citrus, then is it berry? And does berry flavor lead to smoothness, or not necessarily? I guess it's a sweet tree leads to smoothness <laughs> for this exact kind <laughs> yeah, of coffee. Right, right. Okay, no, I, I think you're. Um, I would agree with the citrus being dry. You would equate that to being dry most of the time. Yes, because uh, usually the sweet's coming from some kind of berry, or it's a little bit darker, and you're getting the sweetness from maybe a chocolatey or caramel kind of kind of flavor. Yeah. But that's still like a bitter sweet. This was like a, a brighter sweet, right? You know, but not really citrus. Right. All right. We need to find a, a sweet piece of wood. <laughs> Taste Stuck tested. On it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like, but it's not maple, like, you know, maple right. syrup. It's not that. Yeah. It's like in between. Uh, what does sugar cane taste like? Have you ever sucked on sugar cane? I, I, have, I have, but I don't remember. The only okay. reason I know I have is because there's a picture of me in Puerto Rico <laughs> sucking on a sugar cane. Okay. And, but I was Luke's age, so yeah. I, don't, I don't really remember. Okay. <laughs> Just doing as the locals did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's – it's like a – I don't know. Yeah, cedar, right? Think of like a molasses cedar with a little bit of pine needles. Yeah, it's funky. As a as – yeah. 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 If you told me a coffee tasted like pine needles, I would. I'm out. <laughs> you so, put the bag straight back on. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's one other thing that I'm. That Anybody I'm who's ask. listening who drinks Bali, because Bali is our number one seller. Yeah. I, I would like them to write, like, in their comments or email us what, what they're tasting. Because right. it is next, yeah. actually, Cornerstone is our number one seller. But next to that, our single origin is Bali. So what are they tasting? I'd like to hear their thoughts. Because it is something that even Paul, it's like his uh, referring to. I'll read it to you after this. But yeah, kind of like, how do you get a grasp on this? Right. Okay. Yeah. There's one other thing I was going to bring up, at least. Now I'm blanking. Because we went down a, a good rabbit hole tangent. Yeah. On sweet wood. Sweet, sweet wood. <laughs> <laughs> Chewing on sweet wood chips. I think we could get a sugar cane at New Grand Mart. We should right. try that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Okay, yeah. I would just like to try it. Yeah. Do you have any experience of... Okay, you know, sometimes they'll label a note of coffee as being some sort of spice? Yes. Have you ever tried a coffee with spices? Because it's a little bit different than nuts, berries, citrus. Those are things that you can actually eat. Where spices, you kind of have to find that particular spice. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you would sprinkle it on the coffee. Or, you know, it's a little bit different than actual food. Uh, the only time is cinnamon or like a peppery type of flavor. Mm. But that's it. Because uh, you've seen some kind of crazy spices out there being mentioned. But I've not tasted those. I've yet to, any of our coffees. Have you tried our coffee and think like spice in any sense? I I don't think I have. No. I've heard cardamom. Mm -hmm. I've heard maybe allspice. As a tasting note? As a tasting note on some coffees. Not anything that I've had recently, but I'm just trying to harken back to things that I've definitely heard oh, okay. of associated with coffee. Yeah. But yeah, but I've never done I've never done spices with coffee. 
So that might be interesting to try as well. Okay, do you think body uh, comes through in espresso? That's what I was going to ask. Ooh, that's a good question. Do you find that there are really thick espressos and then thinner espressos? Mm -hmm. Yep. Our, Our cornerstone, which is our Brazil Honduras blend for espresso, or you can make it whatever you want, but uh, we use it for our espresso. It's like really thick and creamy. Mm-hmm. You know, nice, nice, good shot. I had, I was down in Virginia Beach a few weeks ago and was at uh, Three Ships and I got a single origin espresso shot. It was in Ethiopia. It's very, very different mm. mouthfeel, body. Mm. I, as I'm not, when I say this, I'm not saying it was in a bad way, but it, it felt watery, mm. but not because it was under extracted or anything, or it was the right amount of liquid tasted great, but it's mouth feels like totally different from like our, you know, mm. our mainstay cornerstone. But to me, that was like, Whoa. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, I'm assuming they probably roasted a lighter too. Knowing three ships a little bit. Yeah. Three ships roast pretty light. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was definitely different. It made yeah. me go, whoa, what am I drinking? <laughs> yeah. Well, so now I wonder if light-bodied coffees, as done through pour-over, would does that translate even into espresso? Yeah. You need that niche. You get that niche. So we could try all sorts of... Because like you said, when we have to dial in a new coffee in our espresso grinder, it's a, it's a bear. Right. So to have... You know, being able to do back-to-back tasting shots at least and be wired. But it would be nice to taste every single one of our coffees as espresso. Yeah. Yeah. So far, we've just done Cornerstone, Bali, and Morningstar. Yes. Just not a bad sub. Oh, I still oh. have that Colombia Nariño Ponte. Ponte. It's okay. aged. We could try that. Oh, yeah. Just why the heck not? Yeah. Oh, and I've done the Harmony Blend. You had espresso as harmony. Yeah. Oh shoot. Oh, what was that? Us. Yeah. Wow. Harmonizing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really good. Um, I made a couple shots. Dialed it in. Made a latte. Pretty good. Dang. Yeah, you did get that sweet. That sweet uh, jelly-like. Really. Very je- jelly. Oh man. And then I'm so curious. The finish was like. The finish was definitely more on like, yeah, you can say the peanut butter, some chocolate. Yeah. Kind of sweetness, that mm-hmm. kind of sweetness, mm-hmm. you know, it was good. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, it sounds good. Yeah. I'm sad I ran out. <laughs> we gotta get down to Cherry House Cafe. Yeah. We need to mosey on over there. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been far too long. Now it's disassembled though. If the cart is here. Yeah. Where do you have all your gear? Um, it's in the, it's in the motions moving around okay, so. <laughs> right now. It has no home yeah. <laughs> to be determined, to be but determined. I would say definitely, definitely by April we could be doing. Yes. Whatever street that'll be a new cafe, maybe broad street cafe. Who knows? Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Whatever Christian man Diaz ends up. Yes. That's the newest <laughs> cafe location. Yeah. Okay, did we cover everything we wanted to cover? Yeah, I think it's it's a good uh, if you're 
hopefully interested into next week's podcast where we actually do the tasting, give people a frame of reference of how we come up with profiles. Really, it's just confirmation on what you're kind of tasting um, and a little bit of insight of what all those different things mean when somebody describes what a body is, full body, medium light bodied, you know, the variation on roasts levels. Yeah, I think that's that kind of covers it. Shorter week, kind of a sneak peek, piggyback off of next week. Yeah. Right. So what are we going to try? Are we, let's for sure a we have the clever. So let's do a clever, a French press, V60 and Chemex. Does that suffice? Should we throw in the Kalita? Why not? Or just two immersion, two pour over? I think we should do two immersion, two pour over. We should save the Kalita for a showdown with V60. Okay. Because By that itself. was just those two. Yeah. I think that'd be fun to try. Yeah. Because that's something that I really wanted to know when I was initially trying to decide between those two. Yeah. Because did you ever consider the December? No. I did not. Yeah. The, I'm kind of more of like, I, I like the classic simple methods. Yeah. Whereas Fair December enough. seems pretty cool, but there's a lot of yeah. extraness like, to it. Yeah. Oh, the December dripper? Yeah. It's a Kalita. Oh. It's pretty much a Kalita. Because yeah. you, I mean, you can change the amount of holes, but basically it's three holes. Yeah, I mean, you do the one hole that's trying to be a single serve cup of coffee, twenty grams. That's mm -hmm. what they recommend. Yeah, um, to get a decent flow rate, and you do the two hole method, and that's a double serving up to forty grams. Um, and the three holes, I guess, is if you're stalling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I never brewed with three holes, but I, I never found it to be anything like different on its own. I mean, revolutionary. It uses Kalita 185 filters. It's a flat bottom dripper. Um, you won't see it on our shop for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you if you want a dripper that could be, you know, two different sizes, yeah, maybe. But I, 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 maybe that's what they're going for, right? That's what they're going for, and and I think they're also wanting to be able to adjust flow rate without having to adjust grind size. Okay. All right, so Kalita and V60 as a showdown. Yeah. I think those of, are the classics. Yeah, yeah. No, those are definitely the classics. Yeah. They're they're similar enough to where they fulfill roughly the same purpose. Yeah. But they're I think they're different enough. Yeah. To where it makes sense. Or just flat bottom itself. That's Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Cool. Okay, so hopefully we clarified some stuff for everybody. Yes. Uh tell us how we did. Do we answer any of your questions? Did this bring up any new questions about tasting or confusions? And what would you like to see next week? And you have any suggestions? In, and send in what you're currently tasting. Okay. You're drinking yeah. Bali right now. You. You're drinking Bali. <laughs> 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 what do you taste? We want to know. You right there. Right you're there, drinking you. Bali. I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> sweet, sweet cedar. <laughs> cool. cool. All right. See you next week. Adios.